following episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by GigSky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy. Hello, I'm Toronto Mike, producer of Humble and Fred. If you're like me, you likely know Michael Williams best as a VJ on Much Music. He dates back to the glory days of Much Music, the opening squad of J.D. Roberts, Christopher Ward, Erica M., and Denise Donlan. He hosted Soul in the City, Rap City, Electric Circus, the Pepsi Power Hour, and the new music. Let's hear his Humble and Fred podcast debut. I don't know if anyone can help solve this problem. Maybe Michael Williams can. Maybe. Uh, there we go. Michael Williams is, uh, I, can, I can hear Fred talking to Michael. Michael, can you hear us? I can hear you. Well, you can hear Fred in a second. Calling Michael Williams. Michael Williams. Oh, I can hear you both now. Okay, yes. calling Michael Williams. <laughs> Michael, of course, uh, most people know from uh, his groundbreaking work as a uh, much music VJ. One of the originals, were you not? I was. I started, uh, I, actually, the funny thing is that I went to the opening party before I worked there. And then the next week, I got a call to come down. So I was there probably the second week it was on air. And the third week they hired me. And what year was that? That was mid eighties, right? Or was it? Ooh, ooh, ooh! I think it was nineteen. Was it nineteen seventy nine? Oh, is it really? What that, was that? Three. I don't know. It's all a haze. But was now. it? Was that the Christopher? Who else was there? Was it Christopher, Christopher Ward? Christopher Ward was there. Jeannie Becker was there. Right. J.D. Roberts was there. Wow. And that was the uh, that was the crew when I came in, and I was the fourth one. And Jeannie had just started working in the whole fashion television thing as well. Uh, wasn't J.D. Roberts prior to Much Music doing a show called Four O'clock Rock or something? No, he was doing uh, the new Toronto music. Rocks. Oh, the new music, Toronto Rocks. Toronto Rocks, and I think J.D. probably did that before John Major. Did oh, okay. Then John Major, then Brad Geffen. No, it was Brad Geffen. I knew that. Yeah, no, J.D. did the new music. Yeah, J.D. also mm -hmm. did the new music. John mm -hmm. Martin was uh, basically John Martin taught Jeannie Becker and J.D. his sort of uh, way of shooting rock and roll and pretty much so revolutionized the whole thing because the new music predated MTV in terms mm -hmm. of television rock and roll journalism. Those must have been fun times because, again, specialty channels were just coming into Canada, more or less. And that was just such a fun... And videos were huge. Uh, bands were really starting to make videos. So that combination and the crew in that building, it must have been a fun time, Michael. It was amazing. It was just amazing. I, when I walk in there now, and I don't do... The last time I was there was a couple of years ago, I think, for the 25th anniversary... Uh, there's just a completely different aesthetic. There's a completely different vibe. Um, and for us, it was like, you know, my first week, I interviewed, in the same day, I interviewed, I think, was it Randy Travis, Lou Reed, and Run DMC? Wow, wow. And that's the way we liked it. That's the way we loved it. Uh, I would have Third World and Philip Glass 
five minutes later. I would have, uh, I had Eartha Kitt. I had Quincy Jones a number of times. It was really exciting because, as you know, we could do what you couldn't do in radio. And I was coming from radio at that time. I was at Shome FM and CKGM. I was one of the few people in the country who had the joys, the pleasures, and the insanities of working simultaneously at an AM and FM mm -hmm. station. So I would literally, on Saturdays, I would get off of Shome at like 4 o'clock, have a bite to eat, and at 6 o'clock, start my show on CKGM, which was a six-hour uh, Soul in the City extravaganza where we just played everything from Stray Cats to Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing was that everybody came into the show, and everyone came to the station, you know? And when I, um, when I went to Much Music, I was just flabbergasted because the insanity that I had experienced and the wonderfulness uh, in terms of the variety of music that I was able to uh, introduce people to at Shome and CKGM um, continued at Much Music in spades. Well, wonderful. Michael, if I may just say, you know, Much Music in those days, the late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s, was kind of very similar to what was going on at the spirit of radio CFNY, and, and Fred was there sort of in those days, the Pete and, Geet year, Pete and Geet's years, prior to me coming there, there's, there was almost a spirit of us against them. I mean, there were no rules. You guys were kind of making it up as you went along, and I yeah. know a lot of people will find this hard to believe, but back in those days, much music actually played videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there was no... There was there was no real playlist at the beginning. I mean, I remember getting so many calls. And before I even mention that, I got to tell you, when I was a kid living in Cleveland, Ohio, going to university in Montreal at Loyola, which is now Concordia, I was such a massive fan of everything that went on on CFNY because I would drive from Cleveland to Montreal, stop in Toronto in Chinatown, have dinner, get back in the car and keep going, but always around the holiday time, I would listen to David Marston's Christmas show. Funny you should mention David. He's going to be a guest within the next couple of weeks, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Oh, he's the man. He, he <laughs> is definitely the man. He was one of, my, one of my radio heroes, and everything that went on at CFNY was great for me because I grew up listening to the Big HCKLW, WIXY in Cleveland, and WMMS and NCR, which I both worked at. And to hear CFNY continuing that wonderful spirit of radio and then going to Montreal and Shome FM mm -hmm. and the, uh, the, what they had with their audience in English and French was a continuation of the spirit of radio and what had gone on in places like M uh, WMMS. It was incredible. And radio in Canada was like still alive and well when it was dying in the state. Mm -hmm. Well, I can honestly say... Uh well, David Marshall was a great boss, and I uh, I honestly love the man. I I I, I, I do. Hear you. He's I a great guy. Too. Who yeah. were you work like when you guys started and the station took off? I was living out west, and I was I was uh, working at CBC doing a kids television show for a couple of years in '81 and two <laughs> called Switchback, and we played. It was a a, a, a weekly video show. And I got to be uh, tell you the truth. I was so jealous of what you guys were doing because I thought you know that because mm -hmm. I was at a CBC environment. Not that it was bad, but just the way the tone of much music in those days, the camera work, the fact that they sort of followed you around the environment, how anything could be used as a set. I just thought it was so 
cool. And the second year of my little video show, I tried to start doing some of those stand-ups, we call them, you know, throwing the video from other places than just on the set. Because I loved what you guys were doing, where you just seemed kind of almost breaking the fourth wall of... Christ! Okay, uh, so we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're picking up this recording now because uh, we our first little uh, SD card said uh, card full. I don't even know where because we're still in the middle of taping the show. What if it was in the middle of like Michael's like super gold? I, I hope not. That's all I can say. So let's let's think about everything he said and get him to repeat it. <laughs> except, except, except this time, could you could you make it rhyme? Um, by the way, I'm apropos, not not that I want to stop you in the middle of another great uh, story about the early days of much, but we've been talking on the show today. What, why do women want to kiss each other? So we can watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, good. Oh, yeah, that, that's it right there. <laughs> I, I think that's it. I, I think it's to titillate men and. And after that, when the door closes, they're not caring about us. Yeah, I know. Okay. Crazy. This, uh, it's quite the phenomenon nowadays that uh, the women want to get it on with well, each other. I think it's kind of like, you know, I, I, it's definitely done for, you know, when it's, it depends on where it's done and when it's done. But a lot of times I've been in clubs and girls will turn and look at you and they'll go... <laughs> And then they smile at you and go, <laughs> and walk on, you know? So I, I think it's definitely done a lot of times uh, for the titillation. Yeah, I think it's, they do it because they can, and they know that we like it, and that we'll go, oh, hey, that's cool. I mean, I don't think all of them are going off and actually doing the thing. Oh, no, they're like not scissoring. all going off and doing that thing. But it's sort of like when, when we go to a, a male gay club, and, you know, have you ever noticed they're not really paying attention? I'm sure Howard has. <laughs> I was going to say, I, was gonna say, I don't often different. see. Fred in my in the gay clubs I go to. <laughs> I wonder. Hey, best music, man. Best I wonder. Music. Limelight Montreal. It was cool. All right. I wonder if there's ever been an individual who has seen two women kiss, um, struck up a conversation, and ended up with those two women in a private uh, situation. Mm. I, I wonder, Reginald. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think such a thing has ever happened? I don't know. One can only hope and pray <laughs> every day. Uh, I'm not sure where we were when the card read full, but Michael Williams is with uh, us at HumbleAndFredRadio.com. I think well, we were kind of we were kind of talking we about the at. early days and your experiences. Well, you know, it was just it was just way too much fun, so it had to end at some point. Did you ever see Erica M. and uh, Jeannie Becker kiss? No, but I saw Fishbone come in and sing The Penis Man live to Erica. Nice. And that is a great piece of tape, let me tell you. When did you uh, leave there? Um, Probably shortly before Moses was escorted out of the building. (laughs) And what year would that have been, Michael? Oh, I left there in sometime in the... uh, Gosh, I'd have to check, you know? I'm not even sure. But early 2000s. Okay. Was was Moses escorted out? Um, Is that after CTV took over? Uh, I think before. I wasn't there at that time, but there's a whole bunch of rumors. And he loves it when you come to him with rumors. So just call him and ask him. I'm sure he will tell you. (laughs) But (laughs) He always said to me, he says, uh, when somebody says a rumor about you, don't, don't dispel it. Just let it go. Let the myth get larger. That's so right. Moses is the larger myth man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you miss it? Do you? I, I know you're doing a lot of different things these days. We came together a, a month or so ago to host the Spoons uh, thing at Centennial College. But do you miss the everyday grind of doing that? I miss, yeah, I miss the work. 
I miss the work. I mean, I have to say the the last time our paths sort of crossed was uh, before the centennial thing was at CFRB, and I loved that work, too. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was really a, a great time. I mean, my first week on at CFRB, I had Living Color, Quincy Jones, Eddie Grant on his birthday, and it started there for me, you know? So I really enjoyed doing the talk radio thing. But, yeah, I miss the work. I, I love the work. I don't care about the celebrity, never did. I like the work. I was always concentrated on the work and to be very prepared for that. I think and Michael being, liked the work. <laughs> yeah, you know, being able to talk to whomever came in, mm -hmm. whether it was Kreskin, an astronaut or whatever, I, I really dug the shit out of that. Well, now, they don't have uh, VJs at all now, do they? They just play... Isn't it just sitcoms? They don't even have videos. I'm not exactly sure. No, there's no videos. On. Nobody's I mean, watching. Their main concentration seems to be the upper 10% of music. Yeah. You know, from Lady Gaga to Justin Bieber. and mm -hmm. that's Yeah, I think they it. do play little music. You know, I was going to say, I think Fred and I can relate... Uh, also, our friend Kelly Cotrera is here, who is a broadcaster. And, hey, Kelly. And, hey. Scar and Scary Pete, who's been with our show off and on for 15 years. I think we can all relate, because when, when Fred and I got fired, I'll speak for myself, I didn't miss the... You know, I, I miss kind of going and hanging out with your friends every day and having fun. And, and, I, and I, you know, when you don't broadcast, you know, we've all been doing this a long time. When you don't have an outlet like that, it's not the money you miss. And I relate to it. You know, and you don't miss people going, hey, I heard your show. You just miss going somewhere and playing. doing something, playing around with your buddies. You know what, Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, and then when your wife sees you or your girlfriend sees you around the house a little bit too friend. much, they miss you going too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know, no kidding. You know what I hated more than anything else? What's Howard that? and Michael and Kelly. Mm -hmm. um, when I woke up in the morning, I'd, I'd wake up with butterflies. Like I'd be laying there, had nowhere to go, and I wouldn't listen to morning radio because I so wanted to still be part of it and mm -hmm. wasn't. Yeah. It, that, that to me was th the worst part. That and analyzing what someone has done poorly that you just heard. Yes. Mm. You know, because we always sort of sit there and go, oh, God, oh, God, can they possibly be, oh, God. Well, I mean, when you like when the flow came on the air, I had to close my ears. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure I was going to say, when you've had a lifetime, as you have, as uh, Fred and I have been lucky enough to have, where basically you've gotten to be creative you know you can dispute whether our show is creative or not but we felt we were and and you got to do that every day when you don't get to do that and you're trying to make business deals and you're selling stuff like i have been doing it's fun it's just not the sort of fun you're used to having yeah yeah and yeah yeah oh exactly because now i mean i'm so excited because you guys got 130,000 plus listeners and as everyone has said and i'm sure they've said this to you many times there's probably more people than listen to you last time you were on the radio. <laughs> uh, that, if, we, if we had more listeners, we'd still be on the radio, Michael. Funny man. Well, you know, I, I always, you know what, I got to tell you, the radio ratings thing never really made sense to me. Did mm -hmm. it ever make sense to you? No. Okay, that whole random sampling, we give out a hundred and that represents a gazillion. Mm -hmm. Well, the new know, And we go to this neighborhood and give it out, but we don't go to this neighborhood and no. give it out. And the, and the newer system, uh, they thought, was going to fix all that, and, and <laughs> in as many ways, it's just as flawed. Oh, the personal people meeting? Yeah, yeah the, 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 the problem, sampling Michael, is tiny. The problem is it's the rating system that everyone uses, so you sort of everyone lives and dies by the uh, same of set of criteria. Of course, if Howard and I were still on an FM station making a million dollars a year, we'd love that system, Michael. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we'd love that system.
Michael, I just want to get just a because this won't be the last time we have you on. I want you, I'd, I want you to come in sometime because I'm fascinated by your vast uh, experience with interviewing people and music. But just to wrap things up today, uh, what are you doing? I know you've been doing some PR stuff, but what is Michael Williams doing in 2011? Well, um, deciding which way to go. I'm working with a band called Green Law and uh, and another artist named Willie Williams, and I'm managing them. Um, Willie Williams, of course, you might know from The Clash, they, their first hit single was his track, Armageddon Time, hmm. uh, way, way, way back when. And he's a great songwriter and a wonderful artist that I just happened to meet during my Much Music days. And uh, literally, he put a cassette on my door of my hotel room like 20 years ago. I heard the song, freaked out, and we've been friends ever since. Cool. We've just recorded, uh, we're recording with uh, Sly and Robbie, Monty mm. Alexander, Herb Albert, and we're working on a new record with him. Greenlaw, out of Victoria, I handle them as well. They're releasing a new album in the UK. They're a dubstep, uh, drum and bass sort of band, electronica band. And I've been working with them and a lot of other groups. And looking like yourself as to where and how I can effectively get back into media to satisfy myself and an audience, because we all leave an audience behind. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what I've been doing, and, you know, thinking about throwing in my lot with Humble and Fred, damn it. <laughs> hey, right on. You uh, know, so <laughs> like that, but I do have to tell you, two nights ago, downtown, doing something at Captain John's boat, I'm getting ready to get picked up to go home, guy walks by, there's a woman with a hat on, and I sort of figured it was just an old country straw hat. Then I'm looking down at the ground, and I look up, I see white legs, I see camouflage shorts, and I see blackface. <laughs> Is that Fred and I? Halloween costume. Oh, and what what was the character? Uh, some sort of he he was white. He his character was that he was black. Okay. Oh. My character was that I shaved and looked like I did when I was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of looked at the guy and said, "I don't know whether I should just kick your ass or laugh." So he I was dressed in blackface. Pardon me? He was dressed in blackface? He was dressed in blackface. That was his whole thing. Wow. And uh, there's always a big harumph about that every year. And I just sort of kind of laughed because I said, I could give you a tour of Jane and Finch and leave you somewhere. If you <laughs> <like."> <laughs> hey, hey, Michael Williams, uh, if people want to get a hold of you at some point, how do they do that? Is it Gray Man Dread or what is your... Uh, Graydread at gmail.com. Gray okay, man. spelled with an E. Or they can hit me up on Facebook while I'm still looking at it, because I'm sure, like you guys, everybody looks at Facebook at a certain point and goes, hey, yeah. Yeah, we're all over Facebook. Michael, thanks for doing uh, our little program this morning. We appreciate it, dude. It'll Thank be you up. Very uh, much. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, it'll be up Thank around uh, 1.32 p.m. Eastern if you want to hear it, okay? Hey, no problem. Next time we can do this at my house and I'll serve food. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cool. And a couple of big fatties. <laughs> <laughs> no, the big fatties are you and I. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> Take care of Michael Williams. Look at the, he's. You know what? I'll tell he's you right now. He's a cool. nice man. Very nice. He's man. a very nice man. He's got time for everyone. And he um, is a world class talker. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. he can. Uh, he's an articulate, opinionated dude. Speedy too. Fun fact: Early in the uh, ten year humble and Fred experience. I scored tickets to see The Spoons, and I met Michael Williams at that concert. I'm Toronto Mike. I produce Humble and Fred. If you want to hear more of me, I host a podcast called Toronto Miked. 
If you go to torontomike.com and click Notable Guests at the very top, you can cherry pick an episode and just check it out, see what you think. There are plenty of Humble and Fred episodes to choose from. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and don't forget to help keep this show going by licking them. <laughs> um, liking them. <laughs> <laughs>